Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Just go and spin, go and spin, go and spin. We did number nine. We did number nine. Okay, number nine, not number nine again. This is this is funny. Number seven. What what do we got? Number seven. The Holy Spirit has led us to purity culture. Okay, so purity culture. We're talking about. I think a little bit like what we spoke about earlier with regard to um, purity uh, culture. OCD on uh, being as pure as possible, as righteous as possible, especially on the outside to everyone else like and the judgment is what i'm going for the judgment that people all put down so in in mormonism when investigators come to church most of the time they don't have a suit and tie you know this is the first time they've ever been a church especially a mormon church where everyone dresses like a lawyer um you know and you've got to wear a white shirt and tie so most of the time they come in jeans or, you know, the best they got. Uh, but everyone kind of, I don't know, if someone comes to church on the first Sunday dressed like a Mormon, you're like, man, yeah, they got it. They got it. They're amazing. They're the best. And it might be um, it might be that they're the best person, but they just don't have, they don't look right. And you're like, man, no, they're not, they're not going to make it. They wore jeans on their first day, or I saw them. I saw them smoking in town. They're not going to make it, you know. You just write people off. Um, do you guys have a similar thing? Yes. Um, the the Watchtower adopted the um, the corporate look when they found it was very very effective. Um, they have publications that almost mirror what we refer to as the IBM. You know, back in the 30s, 40s, and 50s, the IBM Corporation set the standard for how business people should dress. And the Watchtower adopted that. Even to this day, in certain places, you still have to wear a white shirt to give a talk. There are certain circuit assemblies over the years where the district overseer who was in charge at the time, you know, they had a little, little, little rack of shirts back there. If you came to the meeting and you had a light sky blue, our brother, we need to put the white shirt on. So, wow. I mean, they just, and, and so, and, and, and so, the dress is very important for Jehovah's Witnesses. That's why there's no beards, um, no long hair, no earrings, tattoos. No short, no short dresses. No short dresses for the women. The women have to be modestly dressed. Uh, the Watchtower gave an article about how the dress should be. They, 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 they quoted a business consultant who mentioned two inches below the knees is the, is, is, is the appropriate business dress. A lot of the elders, a lot of the Jehovah's Witness uh, instructors, they took that as the signal. This is will be the standard, sister. You're not you're not dressed, even though the and it was cool the way they did. It. They quoted someone else in their magazine to make their point. And by 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 osmosis, they know it will become viewed as law. Uh, you hilarious. could not go. On, yeah, you could not go on any of the stages at the conventions if your dress was above the knee. They would. They, they were brothers who would pull you off. They would just, you, sister, you won't be able to go on like this um and so and so that 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 clean cut i think of the mitt romney look yeah he is the perfect example when i think of a mormon yeah no he is and and we'd send our children to like conventions 
so they go away for the week like like a summer camp type thing um for mormon jesus but when it comes to uh, like formal dances or whenever they're dressed in their smart attire they'd make the girls kneel down on the way in okay and if their dress didn't touch the floor touch- when they knelt down they were sent away to get changed or go home yeah, yeah i've heard you that, know yeah. the boys if their hair touched the collar yep or, or covered the ear they were sent away to get a haircut or go home. Yeah. You know, it's, and I don't think Jesus cares about that. Yeah. <laughs> but, well, yeah, but you know what? Ours was even worse than that because if you violated any of these standards and rules, you wouldn't even be given um, a titles and positions in the congregation. Oh, yeah. You know, wow. and, and it got to the point where even if you showed up driving a two door car, because um, when you go out in field service, you, you go by four, like by twos, and you're going to have four people in the car group. So people got, they even got um, scrutinized about the kind of car they drove. Oh, yeah. You know? You come <laughs> so, up in a Corvette, yeah. you know? <laughs> and, you, and, 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 and as I tell people, and, and there's going to be someone who's going to be hearing this, and they're going to say, well, I know somebody got a Corvette. But let me help them understand the point. Jehovah's Witnesses live by two rules. They live by written rules that Jehovah's Witnesses have, and they live by what is known as the culture rules. And the culture rules many times are more powerful and more impacting than the written rules that you can show someone on page 13 of this book, because this is how you will be viewed by the group. You know, he's he's not too spiritual, you know. Uh, we, you know, and, and that's the way you know, the sisters look how she's dressing. So so no one may come up to you and say, sister, your dress is too short. But you would feel it. You would feel it because you won't be invited socially. You won't be acceptable. And so you will be shown by the cold shoulder, you know, uh, you know, like the British, you know, stiff upper lip. You know, I mean, that that's yeah. that's the kind of stuff that you would impact people in this religion. And so these are like the cultural things, things that you don't that are not written down. And everybody understands that There's, everything has a culture. Everything has a culture. Yep. And you know when you have been accepted and you know when you have been rejected in any culture that you walk into on a job, business, a club or whatever, social event. You know when you they don't, they ain't, ain't nobody friendly in here. You know, <laughs> it don't take long for most of us to pick it up. Did, PD give us that, did you give us that? PD? Yeah, I, I gave you that point. I gave you that point. Last one I'm going to say is um, the purity culture is if you went to the movies and oh, yeah. somebody was Ooh. and somebody was actually saying a curse word in the movie oh, yeah. uh, the yeah. spiritual jehovah's witness would get up and walk out of the movie movie theater that was crazy yeah. tell them the you rest know, of it you know tell them the rest of it what the the rest of it is the the spiritual jehovah's witness gets up and walks out and then the rest of y'all is six or seven of y'all left at that point now what do you do what do you do? Well, of well, course, everybody gets up and leaves because anybody yeah. who stays in, you're going to get dog. You know, I got up and left, brothers, but uh, they stayed. <laughs> so, no, right. I, I think you we know, have a, I can't get my money back. Yeah, I think we have a similar thing of people being JT, you're having a lot of um, bandwidth issues. Your your whole face don't change colors. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> it's, 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 it's the Holy Spirit. It's the Holy Spirit. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's always the Holy Spirit. Oh, my God. Okay, awesome. Where right. Are we at now? Uh, I think I think we we need to cherry pick a couple of these because okay, people, I, we could go all day, but people are gonna know, people are gonna get bored. Go ahead, go ahead. Okay, so I think um, let's do a couple more. Let's do a couple I think more. We've, <laughs> I think we've covered a lot, but Armageddon, oh. the second coming. I think we have 
I I've prepared something uh, a little bit. Let me let me show you this. Yeah. This is as far as I can tell the Jehovah's Witness idea of the second coming. Yep, that's it. Okay. Like that's, that's epic. Yep. You've got you got guys firing guns, you know, and you've got the witnesses right here and yeah. everyone else is just papping their pants. Okay. Yeah. Mormon yeah. Mormon's second coming here. Okay, it's all glorious. Jesus is there for everyone. Okay, and yeah, people are going to burn, but we don't want to talk about that. We're very passive aggressive in the Mormon religion. Wow. Um, so that you will not find imagery from like the book of Revelation with stuff like this happening in the Mormon religion. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, no, you'll find everyone's white. Okay. <laughs> um, so See remember that. Right? Yeah. <laughs> Because people, everyone's going to be white in the next life. So, oh, okay. So, you know, oh, everyone, you I wasn't know. aware of that. I so, learn something every day. Yeah, because it's, that's the Mormon way. That's the Mormon so, way. Yeah. You'll all be the well, same people, but you'll all be white. Way. They used to teach years ago that black folks would, 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 would return back to the original white color of Adam and Eve. So, you know. So then if we're going to all be, if everybody's going to be white, then nobody's going to be sunbathing? No, no. It's, okay, because that's what people yeah. do now. I mean, you know, they go to the beach to get dark. So <laughs> they don't want black people around, but they go no to the Sunday, beach. To get... no <laughs> you know what? It's, do, it's... Do, Mormons go, do Mormons go to the beach to get to get tan right now? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You can do. You can take your magic underwear off for that. Okay. Oh uh, you can, yeah. But it's stupid, isn't it? You know, all these white people through history, they they got it down on anyone that's not white, but then they'll go to the beach and try and get and try and not be white as much as possible <laughs> for, for weeks and weeks on end through the summer. And they'll be like, hey, check my tan. But they'll look down on someone else because they got it naturally. You know? that, I've always hum found that fascinating. Say, hum humans are amazing. Humans are amazing. Yeah. Right. Well, they moments used, used to teach that the reason people are different colors is because all the white people were the super righteous people in the yeah. pre-Earth life. Yeah. And all the people that aren't white were not quite as valiant in the pre-earth life, so they were cursed. Yeah. And, yeah. and you're like, wow. That's Can I tell you the reason why my dad said special. that there's black people and white people? Go for it. When I was a kid, he said that the reason why there's um black people and white people, we were getting ready to go out with some friends and they were late. And it was a black, another black family. And my dad said, the reason why there's black people and white people is because when Jesus told everybody to go down to wash their their hand washed their body off the black people were late and so when they got there they only had enough <laughs> water to wash the bottom of their feet and the bottom of their head <laughs> and the back of their head we have white hands i told you man humans we are simply amazing creatures man we, we 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 can we can come up with some stuff we can come up right. with some stuff that's funny. <laughs> oh my gosh. Well, I gave it to you because your your Armageddon sounds so much more lit than our Armageddon. Oh, it's um, gonna be lit. That's what oh, say. Yeah. oh, ours is gonna be lit. Yeah. Uh-huh. Okay. That's let's funny. talk. Let's talk about money, prosperity gospel, tithes and offerings. Okay, because I think we got you beat here. Like you're you're mm -hmm. absolutely destroying us on the leaderboard five two. 
but I think we got you beat here. Oh, there's no uh, question. We 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 were blown away when we talked to um, Dylan. Oh my God, I mean, I, I just had no idea y'all guys roll in the kind of money y'all roll in, man. I mean, that's that's amazing. But I got um, I meant to flip this on him. You you say that you got us on tithing, right? Yeah. In what way? Well, the what 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 do you what we have to give? Well, it's ten percent of your income standard. Yeah. Okay, and then and that's gross, not net. So yep. you got to you got to do it gross, and then on top of that, you've got your fast offerings, which offer the poor, and then on top of that, you got a whole raft of other offerings that you can give. Um, that you should give generously and then um they they said we can't afford <laughs> we can't afford to pay cleaners for the chapels anymore so we're going to sack all the cleaners and all the cleaners were local members so they sacked them all lost their and, job and then said to the local like um members you now have to come and scrub our 150 billion dollar toilets that's right okay Y'all probably do got us on the tithing. But one uh, thing uh, I wanted uh. to mention about our tithing, okay, we don't tithe, but people give up whole paychecks for the watchtower. Wow. Like, for instance, when JT was at Bethel, he got paid $90 a month, and he did it all for free, and he was there for six years. Now, there's a lot of other people that's been there for 30 years plus, but when you think about husbands and wives where the, whole, where the wife doesn't even work and she sacrifices to do full time for watchtower. Yeah. That's a whole paycheck. So if you want to just if you want to just talk about dollars and cents, let's just say that that wife if she was going to be making 50,000 a year, then pretty much she gave $50,000 to the church cuz she didn't get it. I mean yeah, the church yeah. didn't get it either, but look at how well, many people are suffering. Well, yeah. we 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 do a similar thing. Uh it, it comes back to missionary work, I guess. So for me to be a missionary, I had to pay the church so much money every month. Um, oh, wow. to, to be a missionary so every country has a different uh dollar number that i have to pay i think it's 500 dollars a month at the minute that wow. miss missionaries have to pay to the church for their upkeep um so you're not just volunteering your time you have to pay them 500 dollars a month they got us they got us they got us they got us but then they you're encouraged us. you're encouraged when you're older and your kids have grown up to go and be a couple missionary Okay, so you'd go as a man and a wife, you'd give up your jobs and you'd go and you'd look after these younger missionaries and you'd go knocking on doors again somewhere in the world. But to do that again, you have to pay your way. So wow. you'd have to pay the church in order to do that. They wouldn't say, oh, thank you for your time. Come and we'll we'll pay for it. You know, if you're going to go to Papua New Guinea to be a, a missionary, then you've got to pay to be in Papua New Guinea um so yeah. i didn't know that, didn't yeah. know that. Most, most churches send the missionaries and financially support them from on, on the back end y'all have it where the missionary supports themselves on the front end wow. yeah so i had they, no idea and you're doing yeah. this for them you're, so in other words you're you're going out and you're spending your time you're getting rid of your job that you're getting paid to pay somebody else to do work that's going to bring somebody in that's going to yeah. in turn give them money yeah. for what they're oh my god and it's it's all about the money and this is why people had such a big issue when the 150 billion dollar figure came out in the washington post um because everyone's like we knew the church had money but that's obscene money 
and why does Jesus need all that money? Why isn't the church opening hospitals, schools, building villages in, in poorer countries? They don't do anything like that. And what they do do, they publicize all over the place. Um, I think uh, JC here, Mormon is so uh, racist still, sad that the NAACP has co-opted as a cover for a few million in scholarships um, because they they were pictured. Yeah, the, the Mormon prophet went to the NAACP conference not so long ago because they'll take a bit of that money and they'll buy publicity with it. Publicity, um, to say we're not racist. Look, give them See? all these scholarships. We're we're now giving scholarships to black students yep. um, all over the place, yeah. um, and and we're giving zero point zero zero one percent of our income to do that. So it didn't even scratch the surface. No. Also, Gladys I, I, Knight. I, I also, Gladys that. Knight became a, she became a Mormon too, didn't she? Gladys yeah, Knight. Yeah. 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 There's a number of prominent African Americans who who have become part of the part of the Mormon faith. Um, one of the things that I, I remember reading is that because of the, the, the slowing growth of the Mormon denomination and Dillinger mentioned this in his in, in the podcast with us, you know, they have expanded into other countries. And so their growth is mainly coming out of the out of the poorer countries. And yeah. of course, they're not reciprocating backwards with funding in helping these poor countries in view of the fact that they have the resources. It's one thing if a, if a church says, well, we, we ain't got no money, well, then you can't get you no know, blood from a turnip. But to right. have a, a, a huge financial nest egg and don't help your own church in other countries, that, that raises, that that should, as a critical thinker, that should raise some serious questions. But so they've, is emotional. Thought, they've thought of this because Mormonism is full of lawyers and accountants. Okay, So what they've done is uh, maybe 10, 20 years ago, when this trend was starting to appear of in, in Western society with the internet and everything, converts were starting to flatline, if you know what I mean. There was no real growth. No but growth. There, there is a lot of growth in poorer countries in South mm -hmm. America and Africa. That's where the real boom time is right now for Mormonism. So what they did is they created something called um, the... Oh, the Perpetual Education Fund. And what they styled it as is a way for uh, guys and girls from poorer countries to be able to come to the United States and gain a college education and then go back um, so that they can benefit their village, their town in Africa and help progress it. But what actually happens with the money there is the church gives the loan to the person as a here you go we're doing you a favor but it's still a loan okay mm -hmm. so when the person wouldn't usually have been able to get that loan from a u.s bank the church is saying here it is okay and members will pay money into the perpetual education fund in order to give those loans so the loan isn't coming from the church the loan is coming from the members who are paying these african people to come to the united states They've still got to pay the loan back with interest, mm -hmm. okay? And then they're sent back. But what they're sent back as is a high earner in Africa because they've got a U.S. degree, college education from the United States. Mm -hmm. So what then that, that then does is mean that the more people that the church can put through the perpetual education fund, which is making them money anyway in interest, 
they then increase the tithing receipts that are coming from those poorer areas because they're sending college-educated people back to those areas. So then it means that the Mormons in those areas are getting the better jobs and the church will be getting increased tithing receipts in order to sustain the church in that area. Wow. Yeah, I, I, have, I have to say that that is the mistake that the Watchtower made. Um, the Watchtower, because of their disdain for higher education, it has led to Jehovah's Witnesses having the lowest uh, educational level of most major denominations, which translates also into the lowest level of um, economically. Uh, yeah. the, the Pew Foundation did a research uh, a few years ago, and Jehovah's Witnesses as a religious denomination, they rank at the very bottom. And it's not because there are people who are witnesses who are not intelligent, but because the religion has focused so much on not going to college, therefore it's not producing people with higher degrees, which quote, which typically translates into higher salaries. Mm -hmm. They are now left with a very low uh, education, low economic group of people who now yeah. find themselves struggling in difficult economic times because the lower paying jobs that witnesses many times have to get, they don't pay enough. So now they don't have the time to go out and knock on doors because now they have to work longer hours or work two jobs to make the same amount of money they could have made with one good paying job if they had the education. So for the for the Jehovah's Witness, it has been a it has been literally an utter failure by discouraging for the last 20, 30, 35 years, 40 years not to get any type of higher education. You now have an entire group of people who are at the bottom of the scale. And this is yeah. a fact. You know, people don't yeah. like it, but this is a, when the Pew Foundation put this number, I was I was surprised. I personally was surprised it was that low. And it's actually in the bottom. I said, good gracious. Yeah. At the very bottom. Right. So yeah, yeah kind of sad. Well, they 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 figured it out because the more they educate them, like you say, the more money comes back. So Church-sponsored BYU, the universities in Hawaii, Idaho, and Salt Lake. Yeah, get them in. If you're, if you're a baptized member, then you get discount. Get in there. If you're a return missionary, you get a bit more discount. And, you know, because it all comes back in tithing afterwards. Right. What, what do you guys do about inheritance? Does the church encourage people to give the inheritance to the church and not the children like we do? <laughs> Oh my goodness! Is that what you guys do? <laughs> well, so, it well, see, I, I guess it the depends. kicker is really. This is just a joke, but the kicker is, see, y'all have inheritance to give. <laughs> <laughs> see, at least y'all have inheritance to give. Well, put it this way: every oh, I think it was every uh, October or November. Yeah, they had this article that would come out in the Watchtower, encouraging people to give their assets and i think if if because you have this group of people who don't have an education and they don't really understand what to do with the little assets that they do have um they may not realize that they need to make sure that their spouse is taken care of because this happened in my mom and dad's congregation there's a there's a, a family that my mom knew and in another congregation in another area, the woman called my mom's best friend and said, um, when her husband died, they the, the watchtower wanted her to get to vacate the premises of her house. Because this article that comes out every year talk, encouraging people to give their assets to the watchtower, they filled the paperwork out wrong, not realizing that 
the wife needed a place to stay after the husband died or vice versa. Okay. So then what ended up happening was they ended up letting the, the wife stay in the house until she, till after she died. Then they would take possession of the property. But what they don't realize is as a caretaker dealing with my own parents, I realized that when my, when my mother and father, when my mom got sick, we ended up having to sell their home. And then, of course, they ended up moving in with us. So some people are selling homes and they're living off of that money. So that if that woman got sick, that was not her house to sell to get anything oh. for. So a lot of these people are are giving up. And I don't know if this is happening, how many times this is happening, but I can only imagine. Yeah. Because when they begin to believe that the end of the world is near, the Watchtower is asking for these assets, and then they're like, we, we do have something. Well, how should we divvy it up? And they don't realize that the little bit that they do have, they really can't give to the Watchtower, you know? And that's the yeah. kind of stuff that's actually happening. Yeah. Well, we used to have something called the United Order, and the early saints tried to do it, but they weren't righteous enough to do it. But basically that means that everything everyone has, they give to the church, everything, your paycheck, everything. And then the church doles it out as they see fit. So if you've got a house, you give it to the church. If it's got too many bedrooms, it goes to a bigger family. And you go into Ooh. a smaller house. So it's that kind of thing that everyone is provided for by the whole. And no one is rich, no one is poor. But if you work more and you would be rich if you didn't give it to the church, it's kind of a bad deal. But if you're going to be poor, then it's a good deal because you get the rich person's money. Like, so one day it'll be the United Order again, and that's the way it all works. The church will yeah. just have everything. But I for think now, won. <laughs> yeah, but y'all get that. Y'all got us beat. Do you? Do you? leave. Do you have to do? Do you have to do a yearly like uh, statement with like the local elder to say how much to make sure you've been given the right amount? No. 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 Okay, so we have just quickly tithing settlement. Tithing settlement. Oh yeah, y'all have yeah, y'all get it down. Y'all get it down. Yeah, he'll, he'll yeah, I got print, that. print out a statement of all your offerings that year. You have to oh, go no. sit, y'all sit down. Y'all got it down. Y'all got it. He'll look. Down. He'll look. He'll look you in the eye and he'll say, "Have you paid a full tithe this year?" And the spirit oh, will oh. tell him if you lie. Good. And, if, and if you if you haven't, then where's your temple recommend? Give it Ooh. back. Yeah. So, I mean, we, we, we know people who belong to churches where you have to submit your W 2. Well, in the United States, they're called W 2s, okay, which is your yeah. tax. So they can look at your taxes and see how much you're supposed to be contributing to the church. Okay. Right. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's pretty bad. So, 5 3. Um, I think what we got left, really, we've done changing doctrines when we did gas gaslighting, yeah. um, harmful doctrines, and the bite model. Um, which one? Which one would you? The bite model is a big one because we could go for hours on the bite model. Yeah, I think they both. I think they definitely both. They definitely both. They both fit it. There's no question. Uh, I think. That. Yeah, I, I don't think we need to look at that. I think we what we discussed. Um, yeah. If anyone doesn't know what the bite model is, Google it. It's all about controlling both yeah. the physical, mm -hmm. spiritual, mental welfare of a person. Yeah. Um, I think we both get a point for that. I'll pop those on. But harmful doctrines. This will be our last one. Um, you guys can go first. I, I think the harmful doctrine is when the watchtower tries to um, 
get into people's personal life a little too much. Uh, two, two, just two quick ones. Uh, when the Watchtower tries to get into the medical aspect of Jehovah's Witnesses' lives, they have issued edicts that certain medical procedures were against God. So if you want to please God, don't do it. Then they come back and they change it. And now all the people who have died because of it, nobody wants to be responsible. Everybody wants to play dumb. The second one is people's intimate life. The Watchtower has got into people's bedrooms, literally yep. in between the sheets as to what type of activities that a married couple can engage in in the privacy of their room. They took positions on that. They said these were actual grounds for divorce if one spouse uh, said they didn't want to. Um, and so then they came back. People got divorced on the grounds of sexual activity in within their own privacy of their bedroom. And they were told by the Jehovah's Witnesses, you are free to remarry. These people remarried. Then they came back and they changed it. And they're like, oh, hold on a second. Uh, <laughs> we got a little problem here. So, right. so when they changed it, of course, what that means is, according to their own teachings now, people got unscriptural divorces and remarried. Ooh. So what the Watchtowers did is they put a footnote down in the bottom of the study article, and it basically said this. Uh, if you know somebody did that, don't don't bother them. Leave them alone. Don't don't worry about it. It's, it's okay. Don't worry. That's that's what they did. I mean, it's amazing. So and, when and, <laughs> go ahead. And the other thing would be the um child pedophilia, the harm for yeah. practice of not turning in pedophile, yeah. and how these children, you know, had to suffer. Yeah. And then the yeah. other one would be the shun. The I, I would call it extreme shunning, yeah, um, especially when shunning. you shun somebody because they wake up and say, "I don't believe this is the truth," and now you lose everybody in your family to the point where that one man committed suicide because that's why he left yeah you know so those harmful are doctrines yeah harmful yeah. doctrines yeah yeah i think i think you've got us on the shun indefinitely because over on this side of the the table like they'll just passive aggressive it's like mm -hmm. they will cut you out and stop inviting you to things but they will not talk to you if they see you on the street they'll put the smile on they'll talk to you and say they're worried about you and everything but you guys are like no you're dead to me you did. Yeah. Um, you did. Can't go to so, funerals. This one, this one girl, her father died and they had buried the father and she didn't even know he was dead. I think she saw it in the paper. Oh my gosh. Mm -hmm. oh. Happens all the time. in the paper. Yeah. But right. I, I think I'd, I'd put up against um, your, I guess, the, the medical things and the sex. We had a sex thing. They, they tried to ban um, oral sex and yeah. then realized that they couldn't because everyone was yeah, like, Yeah, yeah, no, it's no. the same here. So they they kind of <laughs> backpedaled that. Um, yeah, they poly did too. Polygamy, um, you know, you get eighty. As I said, eighty-year-old guys marrying fourteen-year-old girls. Joseph Smith himself had like forty wives and was marrying fourteen-year-old girls. And that, and oh, it's not just it's not just the marrying, okay, and the the physical kind of side of that which is just yeah. disgusting anyway mm -hmm. but yeah. the mental torture that he put these people through like he he'd say i think he said to just a young girl you know you've got 24 hours to tell me if you're going to marry me um or an angel with a drawn sword or something like that is going to kill me and so you you're putting on this child like you the prophet is going to die if you don't do this yeah this wow. disgusting thing and and i think that as a harmful doctrine 
has carried forward in the fact that that established a very patriarchal order mm -hmm. and that if you if you imagine you get one guy with 15 wives that guy could have gone to the celestial uh, the celestial kingdom in heaven with one or two wives etc but he's going with 15 and none of those women can go there without him but he can go without any of them like on the on the second coming on the morning of the first resurrection okay in the temple you get a new name okay everyone gets a new name and your your covenant not to reveal it apart from in the temple but on the morning of the first resurrection the brother will be resurrected first from the grave and then he will choose which of his wives he wants to call forwards um, because when you get married in the temple, you learn your wife's new name so that you can call her forwards, but she doesn't learn your name because she's no need to know it. So the brother comes first and then he'll choose. He'll be like, well, wife number eight, you were good at the dishes. So come on down. Yeah. You know? So wow. even going to heaven, the woman gets cut short. Yeah. She can't get there without him. <laughs> Like I if told you, you if, man. I told it, you, the girl, my job. It looks like a man's hand all up inside of that stuff. <laughs> if you don't have a celestial marriage, so um, we know people who like part member families where the husband's not a member but the wife is. So oh, really? she will go and be someone's servant in the afterlife. Oh God! Oh, you gotta be kidding! No, because she didn't get a celestial marriage. So that is crazy. Yeah. So women just never can't get a break. No, and a brother, a brother cannot get married in this life, and can, um, you know, still get wives in the next life. But you know, a, a sister, if she's lucky, a brother will choose her. But if not, she'll go be someone's servant. She be she she get cut short. Boy, I tell you. But even in the new system, we want to do that. Well, I don't even know what they. I, we never really delved into what what kind of roles we were going to have, and I guess it was going to be the same thing that we would have gotten in this system. Women yeah. would still be like on the bottom rung. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, women are always going to be on the bottom rung as long as men, you know, if a man can make up the rules, I mean, I mean, realistically, I mean, <laughs> people don't give up power. Power has to be taken. So if you're in charge and you got the power, just your just, microphone, you know, you're just not going to, people are just not going to give it up. You know, I mean, it's, you know, right. It's right. Well, I think I think yeah, a point each for that, just because yeah. a lot of ours, yes, there are there were a lot of harmful issues way back when, but you guys are still making medical decisions and different things that are hurting people today and tomorrow. You know, a lot of ours, it's very spiritual issues. Um, it's like a spiritual assassination, and they'll they'll take you down and. Yeah, it's it's not very nice. Well, you've definitely helped me to appreciate yeah, that being a Jehovah's Witness is not the worst religion in the world. <laughs> <laughs> oh dear. Well, hey, um, if anyone is on the YouTube stream, if uh, well, I'm going to close the vote now, having listened to all of this, um, if anyone wants to vote, now's the last chance to get your vote in. For yeah. that bonus point, I mean, it's only a bonus point. So the Jehovah's Witnesses have won um, <laughs> on this occasion, and I'm quite, I'm quite happy to give it to them. 
But, <laughs> but Shay, this is one. This, um, this is one win you don't really want, but unfortunately, yeah. yeah. Well, fortunately, fortunately, we're all um, yeah. we're all out of it. So, yeah. oh my gosh, oh my gosh, it was fifty three percent to Jarvis Winters, forty seven to oh. the Mormons. But someone has just voted for the Mormons and made it fifty fifty. That's about right. So, yeah, they're um, all. They both got some very, very interesting um, yeah. beliefs. Yeah. So uh, that will have finished then eight six yeah. to the Jehovah's Witnesses. Congratulations! Yeah. Um, you yeah. guys have been amazing. Thank you Thank so you much. Thank you so much for having us. Yeah. No, thanks for your time as well. This went much longer than I anticipated, but I think I think it was all killer, no filler. You know, it was yeah. all fantastic stuff. So absolutely it was very, it was very in very informative. I, I, I definitely yeah, no, no worries. I think I yeah, it's great just to get your take on it because you you end up in an echo chamber sometimes of we're all Mormon or we're all ex-Mormon. But it's it's funny to listen to other people, especially you, Lady C, just be like, "You serious?" <laughs> I think you know, in 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 having discussions, I think you you're probably like the third person I've talked to about the Mormon religion, and I think you really kind of like put the icing on the cake, um, oh, with um just some of the things that you were saying. It was like, "Oh my God, you got to be kidding me! <laughs> I couldn't do that." No, it's just because I mean, with the, even with Jehovah's Witnesses going out in service, if I knew that I made my ten hours for the month, if I was just a regular publisher, then I knew I got two weeks to kind of like do nothing or whatever. If I didn't want to do something, if I just really realized, hey, I don't did my part. Yeah, yeah. But to be thinking about all that stuff, baptizing somebody, and I, I would be like looking like six months in, in advance, thinking about how many people we got to dip under the water for this person, that person, that, and out. That would that would just consume me well you gotta come you gotta come up with the names most of the time as well because you can't just baptize like anyone they've got something called temple file so there's stuff there if you just want to go and do it but they encourage you to do the genealogical research and the hours that it takes to put that together and then again the church making money off the back of um the members they got something called indexing so the church has got a, a website, a business called Ancestry.com. Yeah, okay, where, is that where them? People, Yeah, where people can pay for a, a membership in order to go on and look at all the records and do their research. And when people do research, I think there must be some, um, some disclaimer or something somewhere because the church can use that research to baptize people um, if there's a family member somewhere along the line. But what they do is they get the members to do what's called indexing where every year new records are released um from the historical records but they're like 100 years old so they're all handwritten in difficult to read script but they'll say to the members we want everyone to try and index so many records this week so they get millions of members to go online to their system and it will bring up the picture of the name. And then it wants the member to type the name. But what the member doesn't realize is they're being used as free labor because that name goes into the Ancestry.com um, kind of website. And that's how they build the website. So then they get non-paying Mormons to come and say, hey, look, we've got all this um, that is already transcribed for you. But it's been transcribed 
by Mormons for free. And you imagine a, a company like 23andMe or someone yeah. like that, if they wanted yeah. to have it transcribed, they'd have to pay people to come and sit in front of a computer and go through it all. The Mormons get the members to do it. Well, let me check my ancestry account because you're saying I'm paying a Mormon if I'm paying that. Yeah, Mormons get it for free, but usually it's a subscription. Yeah. Okay, so, that's that, that's eye opening. That's an eye opening situation there, because I'm into genealogy as well. Yeah, ancestry is uh, really good, but yeah, it's built on the back of free labor. I had no yeah, idea. Yeah, they have the. Uh, I, I realized years ago they had the largest genealogical records in the world. Yeah, that's why. Yeah, that's why. <laughs> And that is why they have the free day to, to build the database. Yeah. Right. Your uh, microphone and, ended up off. Yeah. Well, it's not your, your microphone. Well, we're done now, but your microphone is no longer hooked in to the yeah. system. You got to, no, no, you got to do it from the panel at the bottom. Okay. It's coming from your laptop. It's good. It's okay. So, I'm, 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 I'm good. It's okay. It? Well, okay. I, I, I just think it's amazing that we've, we've had this talk and, you, you just find so much kinship, even when when you were Jehovah's Witnesses and I was a Mormon, we'd have probably like crossed the road not to talk to one another. Mm -hmm. um, but now that we're survivors of the same high demand like religion issue, then you know I take you out for a meal and and pay. It's it's that sort of black and white uh, switch that these old men will try and pit us against one another, whereas actually we've all got a lot of common ground and yeah, I'd count you. If someone said to me, J JT and lady C, I'd be like, yeah, no, awesome people. Um, good people. Whereas, yeah, it's, it's such a, it's such a change. Once we release ourselves from those rules and, and regulations, we can all actually be people and friends. So thank you so much for coming on and talking to me and thanks to everyone that's been here as well. We've had a great chat going. And I think a lot of people have enjoyed it. We've had a good game. Um, so you guys, thank you. Thanks, everyone. And we'll catch on the next one. Yeah. Thank you thank so much you. for having us. We appreciate being here. No, thank, thank you. you. All right. See, every, see everyone. Bye-bye.